When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day everyone, I hope you're having a great start to your Thursday afternoon, wherever it is that you are tuning in from us. Remember, we're just giving you an update about exactly what's going on. This was to be our last day at home, but that has changed. Uh, that has changed. So uh, tomorrow will be WFH as well. Next Monday, though, we are back into the studio. So we are excited about that. G'day, afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you're listening, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. And we say g'day to everyone listening via SEN Q693 AM up there in Brizzy, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Remember, you download that SEN app. You can listen anywhere at any time. And today, like every other day, we're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence. Remember, portable toll and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Go and see Alex and the team at sbsfence.com. .au. We've got $100 cash to give away today. That's courtesy of Tristan and the team up there at Top Sport. That's to the best contribution. The Who Am I? We're going with the donkey milk again. It's proving very popular. Was it Pinnacle who won it yesterday? So well done, Pinnacle. We'll be getting that shipped out to you ASAP. Uh, valued at over $50 too. That's AUD, just to let you know, not, not USD. Uh, so just to give you a better understanding of that as well. That'll be for the Who Am I, the incredibly popular Who Am I after Coach K's rejig things over the last couple of days, and he's really come up with a formula that the the people are liking. That's certainly what we're getting. Well, that's what Coach K feedback is coming to me. But anyway, uh, all right, what's on today? Golden Boot winner James Fisher-Harris. We've tracked him down. We got hold of him. So uh, looking forward to a chat with JFH, SC Playbooks, Timmy Williams. He's a regular here during the course of an NRL season. We've got the first game in the BBL. We'll get to that very shortly, but uh, it is the start to the season. It is the uh, Brisbane Heat hosting the Melbourne Stars up there. Um, there's much talk about the people who aren't going to be there as there is about the people who are going to be there. We'll have a chat with Sydney Flames player Lara McSpadden. That'll be for the crossover a little bit later on in the program as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 That is the open line number. Get us on that text line as well, 0457-736-736. So let's go there first with the BBL. And there's a bit of tension brewing. Shock me. Shock me. This was after, was it yesterday or the day before we had news that Nathan Lyon wasn't going to be available for the Renegades in their game on Friday night? That's against the Sydney Sixers at the SCG. You'll hear that across the SDN network. You'll hear the game tonight, the Heat and the Stars from the Gabba ground. You'll hear that via the SEN network as well. But uh, David Saker, he's the Renegades coach. He's now questioning what is the balance between entertainment and getting the stars out there to play and Cricket Australia's high-performance aims? This is on the back of Scott Boland not being able to play for the stars tonight. So let's have a listen to our man Scoob, Simon O'Donnell, former Test and one-day cricket all-rounder. Would have been an absolute um, gun 
come T20 if it were around in his day. This is his thoughts earlier today on SEN on load management. Bottom line is cricketers have got to play cricket. And yes, I think there is a, there is a load limit. This is taking the load limit to ridiculous levels and the people making a decision on whether Scott Boland plays or not are the wrong people to making, making a decision on whether he plays or not. He should be able to play and bowl 24 deliveries in that match and be part of promoting cricket as a high-profile cricketer yeah. in this country. Don't think this is just happening at national level. This is happening at state level too. Mm. Uh, don't even worry about that, Scoob. It's happening at underage level. Uh, that's um, very clear as well. So that's Simon O'Donnell. Very strong. Totally agree with him. So what is the chance that Scott Boland will play in that test match against Pakistan at, over there in the West next week? What's the chance? 2%? 1% chance that he plays? Maybe let's stretch it out to 3%. And what is 24 deliveries going to do to him if he was playing tonight that he couldn't already be doing? Like, what, what impact is that going to have? Uh, and David Saker has come out and said, I want the best players in the whole of Australia playing in this competition. I can't see how Scotty Bowling, bowling four overs is going to have a huge effect on him. He also said it should be done a long way out so everyone knows he's looking for a, a more of a blanket rule rather than a case-by-case. Case. I actually disagree with that. I think you can do it on a case-by-case, case, but you can leave it to the last minute. Because don't you just do? Don't you just look at, well, how much is Scott Bowling bowl? He had a shield match on November 16. He bowled 25 overs and 22 overs. Ooh, okay. He's done a fair bit of bowling. Eh, what about four overs on Thursday, the 7th of December? What's that? That's two and a half weeks break after that shield game. What do you think that – will that have any – I think that should be okay. That might be the perfect preparation for him going over there to the West. So you can look back very clearly about exactly what these – bowlers have done and what they haven't done. So Steve Smith's playing. Usman Khawaja's playing. Manus Lubbershane's playing. Scotty Boland is not allowed to bowl four overs. And this is at a time when they've reduced the number of games. It's very important for the broadcasters, the number of people who are watching. Scotty Boland is a hero to many people. And yet he's not allowed to go out there and bowl four overs. I'm sure we're going to hear more about that. And just on Steve Smith, and his manager, Warren Craig, has come out and said, no, nah, don't think he's going to retire at all. He's got so many personal milestones that he's looking to achieve. He's looking to be the fourth Australian to score 10,000 test runs. Quick straw poll. Who are the top three? We know who they are, right? You want me to go through them? RT Ponting, 13,378 runs at 51.85. AR Border, 11,174 at 50.56. SR War. 10,927 runs at 51.06. So Steve Smith looking to join that crew just on Ricky Ponting, the deeply experienced, highly respected Ricky Ponting. Here's Ricky having his say on the David Warner v. Mitchell Johnson saga. Look, they're both pretty feisty characters, and we know that this, this issue that comes up that's come up now sort of goes back six or eight months back to the start of the, um, the Ashes selection. That's where it all sort of started. But um, it sounds like it's an issue that's just gone on without, without either of them sort of sitting down and having a face-to-face -face conversation. But I'd like to see that happen. I, the last thing you want uh, on the eve of a, of a summer is any sort of controversy like this. And I guess especially when it's about David Warner, um, you know, he, he, he's not the one that's coming out and saying all this stuff about a farewell tour. He just wants to line up um, next week in Perth in, in that test match and do well and score some runs. And then he's made it clear he wants to finish off in Sydney. So uh, let's, have, let's see how that plays out over the next few weeks.
balanced view from Ricky Ponting. No one surprised about that. Just going back to Steve Smith, if you're wondering how far short of that 10,000 test runs, 9,320 test runs in 102 matches at an average of 58.61. Puts literally everyone in the shade when it comes to batting average. So you can give us your thoughts on that one as well. And Glenn Maxwell says he's going to play in the IPL until he, quote-unquote, can't walk anymore. So he's saying it's a great opportunity. Get over there, practice in all sorts of conditions. He's looking forward to seeing Jake Fraser-McGurk, uh, Sam Harper, and our man, Ollie Davies. Leave Ollie alone. Uh, Ollie Davies, he's looking forward to see them in action. The other thing about him playing until he can't walk anymore is that if you kept getting paid $2 million AUD for eight weeks' work, you'd keep going until you couldn't walk either. But that's Maxi. Maxi will be in action tonight. So... There's a draw card for you. Biggest news of the day, I would suggest, is the fact that the New South Wales government is looking at a proposal which is going to convert Rose Hill Gardens into a new metro station and entertainment precinct and space for up to 25,000 homes. This, If you've been to Rose Hill Gardens, and I'm reckoning there's 90% of our listeners have been out there to the races at some stage. It's been put forward by the ATC, and they approached the Minns government with the concept, $5 billion. That's what they're looking at. That's what they're looking to put on the table. And on the back of that, they'll invest it elsewhere. So um, they'll look at training facilities, infrastructure facilities, stabling venues. They've got already Royal Randwick. So uh, there's an option to develop that further, although that looks like it's very tightly held land and would be very expensive. There's obviously Canterbury. Well, there's not much land around Canterbury Park Racecourse, and they're looking at Warwick Farm, and of course, the problem with Warwick Farm and the rebuilding of a training and stabling and spectator facilities there is that my understanding is, given its proximity to the river, it's subject to flooding as well. So I would suggest that they're looking for a new site for racing in Sydney and the outer area. So they're looking at a Menangle-type situation. We all know that Menangle were deep in the heart of the city at Harrell Park, and then, of course, they've gone out to Menangle, and that's been surrounded by houses now so uh, you just wonder what the ATC is looking at New South Wales Premier Chris Minns has uh, described the proposal as a quote once in a generation opportunity let's have a listen to how Gay Waterhouse described the option I think it's the saddest decision they've ever made. I think the government are completely wrong. I don't think they've thought it through. They say they've done their due diligence. I bet there's not one racing person there that has any idea. First of all, you've only got four race courses. The second thing, they're going to put 25,000 homes. How do they think the people are going to find parks and entertainment? A wonderful thing about the race course, look at Sha Tin in Hong Kong, look at Mooney Valley down in, in Melbourne, and they've built the homes and different, uh, different buildings around the race course. Keep the race course and work around it. Ooh, there you go. Gay Waterhouse. Not everyone in favour. I wonder how many racing people were involved in that. The ATC took it to the men's government. But where to now for all those participants? Where are the where are the constituents that haven't been consulted on this one? This will be interesting. So five billion dollars is very hard to say no to, if indeed that is the offer from the New South Wales government. But there's leading trainer Gay Waterhouse. Now, Gay trains out of Royal Randwick. So she doesn't train out of Rose Hill Gardens. And we are looking to track down a trainer from Rose Hill Gardens to give us their perspective 
on what is taking place. Let's get to some rugby league. And Jamie Pandaram in the Daily Telegraph, he has the story about the Roosters' revenge on Rugby Australia. Looks like they've signed Mark Nawangani Tawasi, who is a highly credentialed, very good winger for the Waratahs and the Wallabies. And he would be a direct twop for Joseph Akuso-Swalehi. It'll be a situation where he has a contract for the 2025-2026 seasons. Obviously, would then be back again if he was wanted or indeed if he wanted to leave for the 2027 World Cup. But a little bit of tit for tat there. From the Roosters, they have signed Mark Nawangani Tawasi. So um, he is a very good player. It'll be a tough one for the commentators. Uh, we do know that. Well done, Nathan Cleary, GQ Sportsman of the Year. Fantastic. Did you see him all dressed up? Looked lovely. What about his plus one, though? His plus one wasn't there. Uh, when asked, he said about Mary Fowler, uh, she's busy. Right. She's busy with her professional career on the other side of the planet. I don't know how that's working. I don't. To be honest, we've got James Fisher-Harris coming up. I don't think I'll ask James either about how that might work out. But anyway, uh, well done to Nathan Cleary on getting all dressed up and being named GQ Sportsman of the Year. The Matildas yesterday, they were in action. Well, it wasn't 5-0. It was only 1-0. Um, but anyway, um, let's have a listen to Andy Harper from Channel 10 get his thoughts on the performance. It was pretty anemic. A couple of shots on goal. Caitlin Ford was robust. Outside of Caitlin, nah, really. I mean, Mary Fowler, a great talent. We couldn't find her at all. Our possession was almost non-existent. Plenty of discussion points. The lack of use of the bench is is another one that comes to mind. And the one change that was made, uh, personnel-wise, not structurally, there was a couple of those, but, but, but I've got my head scratched on that one as well. Andy Harper there, courtesy of Channel 10. Steph Catley said, and she was the, the captain, it was an interesting one. We're trying a few different things, a few different ways of playing. Sometimes that has growing pain. So this is interesting around the coach, Tony Gustafsson, all the speculation. that Here's Tony talking about the speculation around his position. There's always going to be speculation, um, especially when you when you do good things like the Matillas have done. There's always going to be speculations out there. Um, and for me, I'm just focusing on the job I have. I'm focusing on the Matillas. All right. So does that fill you with confidence that Tony's going to be there after the Olympics? I guess we don't really care as long as we get to the Olympics. So 5 nil and then 1 nil. Mind you, Canada, they're ranked 10 in the world. They're the reigning gold medal champions. So they're not the world's worst side. So take your thoughts on them. Did you watch the Matildas? Were you watching the Prime Minister? I watched the Prime Minister's 11 after the show yesterday. I didn't watch the Matildas. So each to their own on that one. And now we have a story back page of the Telegraph. SCG Life members. Rugby League Administrator Nick Politis has described his induction as a life member of the SCG as the greatest honour in his extraordinary career. So others to be inducted, Graham Arnold from the world of football, Ken Arthurson, Rugby League, David Campisi, Rugby Union, Belinda Clark from Cricket, Richard Collis, Australian Rules, Glenn McGrath, Cricket, Michael O'Loughlin, Australian Rules, Cheryl Salisbury, Football, Basil Sellers, Philanthropy, Mark Taylor, Cricket, Nick Politis, Rugby League, and Steve Waugh with Cricket as well. So it is an esteemed group, isn't it? They now become for, uh, one of 45 sporting luminaries who have been bestowed the honour 
of life member at the SCG. So congratulations to all of them. But on the back of that, it has given us our talk topic for today. What was it, Coach K? Ah, yes. Let's go to it. So congratulations to the newest 12 life members, but we want you to induct your personal Hall of Fame members into yours. They're your personal Hall of Fame members. So from the sporting world, don't have to have met them, maybe just admired them, but you tell us. I've got my three. RJ Hadley, of course, the great New Zealand all-rounder, right-arm bowler, left-hand batter. Alan Robert Border, no surprise for keen listeners on that one, the great AB. My rugby league one, the third and final, the legendary Jack Gibson, the coach of the century who was manager at the Sydney Roosters when I was just a young Turk running around there. And I and everyone else used to hang off every word of the legendary Jack Gibson. So there you go. Who are you going to induct into your personal Hall of Fame? Richard Hadley, Alan Border, Jack Gibson, the three names for me. So away you go. $100 cash up for grabs. Get us on the text line 0457. 736 736. All right, let's break. After that, we're back with the golden boot winner, James Fisher Harris. Stick around.